0: Well, grace, mercy, and peace be unto you, from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There's something mesmerizing about a fire, isn't there? Uh, My wife likes to say that there's two things in this world that no one can help but stare at. Babies and fires. And when Molly and I first moved up here to the UP, well, we uh, got a bunch of rocks together, put them in a circle, scavenged the backyard for some wood to burn, uh, because we were just so excited to finally be able to have a fire pit. See, back in St. Louis, probably in any major city, uh, DIY fire pits are kind of frowned upon. Uh, but, But up here, they're the thing to do. And they really are magical, aren't they? The way that the fire burns on the the pieces of wood. Or the embers, how they float up into the sky when you stoke the fire. Fires draw people in. We gather around them, we huddle up and get close. And especially now uh, that the weather is starting to turn, get a little bit colder. Fires aren't just beautiful, they're essential. But they also take work. If you don't tend to your fire, it'll go out on you. You need to add more wood. You need to stoke it every once in a while. You need to make sure enough airflow is getting to your pieces of wood. There's kind of an art to fire starting and fire maintaining they're not like our thermostats in our house where you can just, you know, set the dial and let it go. Uh, they're a little messier. They're a bit more work, but you have to admit that they are more beautiful. All right, pastor, what's up with all the talk about fire stuff this morning? Uh, well, let me answer that for you. We're, we're in our second week, week two of a four-week sermon series on The Spiritually Vibrant Home. Uh, The Spiritually Vibrant Home is a book put out by Lutheran Hour Ministries and filled with data from Barna Research Group about what makes a home, well, spiritually vibrant. And in the chapter called Messy Prayers, the author uses the image of a fireplace to talk about our faith formation in the home. Uh, He says it this way, he says, the household as a central place for relating to God is messy and time consuming, like tending to a fireplace. It takes constant tending, produces some messes, and can never be left unattended for long. But he goes on to say, even though I hate messes, I have to admit there's something so captivating and alive about a fireplace. The author uses this image of a fireplace to talk about our faith in our spiritual state with God. Here at Saints Peter and Paul, we often say it this way that we are alive in Christ. You and I in Jesus are alive, truly alive. We're like fires, a set of blaze. Holy Spirit given to us in baptism and burning evermore through the presence of Jesus in our lives. But you heard it said before, attending a fireplace well, it takes work. And that's how it is with our faith, too. Our faith is not something that is static. You know, we can't just set the dial and let it go the way that faith works. And it's not the way that God works. You see, God actually cares too much about you in order to work that way. Our God is not a distant God who just sets things and lets them go. Our God is intimately involved in the world and wants to be intimately involved in your own life. To give you life, that fullness of life. And he wants to give you life so that others might also see what you have and be drawn to him. That means that we've got some tending to do. And this is exactly what Moses was saying in our Old Testament reading from Deuteronomy 6. Moses was speaking to the Israelites after they had just spent 40 years wandering through the wilderness. Forty years. That trip should have taken at most one year. But the people of Israel, well, they kept wandering, wandering away from God. They lost sight of their God afraid of foreign armies that were surrounding them and feeling as if God had abandoned them to die. The Israelites lost sight of God, misremembering their time in Egypt and thinking that they were actually better off before God had rescued them, thinking that they were better off as slaves. They had lost sight of their God, and as a result, their faith waned. That God who had shown up as a burning bush to Moses and who had lit the fires of the Israelites' faith by his mighty rescue from Egypt and who had then led them as a pillar of fire, ultimately descending in fire on the tabernacle and the temple. The Israelites had lost sight of that God. And as a result, the fires of their own faith dwindled. And the generation that wandered, they didn't get to see the promised land. But here, there, in Deuteronomy 6, what we read responsively, Moses has a chance to speak to the next generation. And he pleads with them to let God in, let God into their lives so that he could stoke their faith. Hear, O Israel, listen to God. He is speaking to you. Listen to His Word and share it with your children and your children's children. Stoke the fire of their faith in the morning when you wake up, as you go throughout your day, and when you lay down to go to sleep. And Moses pleads with them because he has seen what happens when that fire goes cold. And you've seen it too. And we live in a cold world, a cold world that is dying, where the effects of sin and brokenness on the world can suck the life right out of people's lives. You live in a world where people are divided. Cold hearts unwilling to listen to the other side. People frozen in place, caring more about their own opinions than the lives of those around them. They fail to love their neighbor as themselves. You live in a world where people are isolated and alone. So often given a cold shoulder to their problems instead of an invitation to come and huddle together and be warmed by the fire who gives light and life to the world. So often we have wandered. I have wandered. We're drawn to other things that claim to give us some satisfaction or purpose or meaning or life, but things that, if they're not shrouded in God's presence, are ultimately dead and cold. At times, we're so busy that we feel like we can't make time for God. Our, our calendars tell us what to do, but we forget who we are. So be reminded today, You are God's chosen people. You are His children. And He has given you the gift of the fire of faith in His Son through the one whose eyes are like a flame of fire, as He's described in Revelation, through Jesus. And Jesus has purchased and won you by his death and resurrection, and he has made you alive. But sometimes our faiths need a little stoking, right? As we've said, faith is not static. It's not something we can just set the dial on. It takes tending. And God wants to come and stoke our fires. He wants us to experience the life He has for us and know the warmth of the hope that we have in His Son, Jesus. And He wants us to shine so that others can come and share in the life and the hope that we have. But how does that all happen? Well, Jesus, in our Gospel text from Luke, gives us a pretty good answer. Ask. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. The disciples came to Jesus asking a similar question. They wanted the fire of their own faiths to be stoked. And so they asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. They had seen the life that Jesus had come to bring. They had seen this fiery presence of Jesus work healing in the lives of people, speak life and hope beyond this world. And they wanted to experience that for themselves. And so they asked Jesus to teach them. And as Jesus promised, they got what they asked for. It was given to them. Jesus gave them a model for prayer. We call it the Lord's Prayer because Jesus... Our Lord taught it to them. And what the Lord's Prayer shows us is that if we desire to grow in our faith, if we want our faiths to burn brighter, all we have to do is ask. Ask the Father. Jesus told us to call God Father. That was a new idea for the time. There was a distance people felt between themselves and God, but Jesus tells us that we are God's children. And in this prayer, it shows us that God tenderly invites us to go to Him with anything we have, anything we need. And how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Our Father in Heaven makes Himself available to us constantly, to stoke our faith. The book of Hebrews even says that Jesus lives to make intercession for us with the Father, that Jesus lives to take all of our hopes, our fears, all of our laments and our needs to the Father continually for us. All we need to do is ask. Maybe the fire of your own household needs stoking, but you're not sure where to start or how to begin. Well, we as a church want to come alongside you. We want to help and equip you, enlivened by God's word, and to be in conversation with Him. You see, the Barna Group found that one key to a spiritually vibrant home is that families were and households were engaged in prayer together daily. And in God's Word together, weekly. And so here at St. Peter and Paul, uh, we're going to be offering a number of ways for your fires to be stoked. Uh, starting today, at 10 o'clock, there's going to be a devotional model that's going to be, uh, a devotional structure that's going to be modeled for you to do with your house and your housemates. Uh, it'll be airing on Facebook and uh, YouTube premiere at 10 o'clock today. You can access it any time there If you're interested in being a part of that together, to be encouraged by other households who want to follow Jesus together, you can do it here in the gym at St. Peter and Paul or in the sanctuary at that same time at 10 o'clock from 10 to 10.45. We also have small groups that have already kicked off and are, are going. And these small groups are studying this book, The Spiritually Vibrant Home, together. These are great opportunities to come together with other Christians who are trying to follow Jesus together and are often places where we learn a little bit better how to engage in God's Word and to pray together. And it's never too late to start. Lastly, we have a podcast that's airing each week. Uh, We call it Conversate where we're going to continue this faith conversation that happens on Sunday, but bring it with us throughout the week. You can find this podcast on our church's website at copperluth.org. If you scroll down on the main page, and you can listen to it as you rise, or as you walk by the way, or as you lie down. It's a little Deuteronomy joke. <laughs> and... Uh, and we'll have even more resources coming to you uh, that we'll put out in our weekly emails to you. If you're not receiving those, please don't hesitate to reach out and uh, and let us know so we can get you connected to those as well. God wants to engage us in our faith. He wants to encourage us in our faith. He wants us to experience life, the true life that he brought to the world, and to experience it abundantly. Now, reading God's word and speaking to God in prayer, it, it might be a little messier, might be a little work, but in the end, the fire that God brings to our life is beautiful. And for the people who see the fires within us, who don't yet know this God, for them, those fires are essential. God wants us to burn brightly for this dark world. And in fact, he has already set us ablaze. You remember that pillar of fire that God's presence was wrapped up in that descended upon the temple. Well, when Jesus died on the cross, something happened. For a few hours, the whole world was shrouded in darkness. But then, when Jesus gave up his spirit on our behalf, The temple curtain was rent in two. The veil that stood between the holy of holies where God's fiery presence lived was ripped in two so that his presence might go out into the world. And through Jesus, for all those who believe on him, though dead and dried up that we might be, we were set ablaze. And though we still carry with us this body of sin, this dried-up bush of a body, God continues to burn in us. You are a burning bush. Christ has lit the coals of your faith, and God continues to burn in you without consuming us by His grace. And as we walk as burning bushes throughout our world, as people in that same cold world but who can offer the warmth of the hope that we have in Jesus that's captivating that's mesmerizing that that is mysterious that we could be filled with such life though death surrounds us that is the fire of Christ in us Father Father Please continue to stoke it. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear Jesus, we ask that you would continue to lead us. You're our fire. We follow you. Blaze a trail for us into this world and come into our homes and our households. We ask that you would enliven our faith in you, that we would see you everywhere. Not just on Sunday, but on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. In our school and at our work and in our world. Because we know, Jesus, that you have not abandoned us. You are with us and you are redeeming this world for your sake. Help us to be a part of that plan as well. Enliven our homes in your name. Amen.